It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 94WIPFM HD1 Philadelphia from the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94WIP. Right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP, John Barchard, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gown from BleedingGreenNation.com. My goodness gracious, are we uh, rocking and rolling today? Despite the clouds, despite the odd, it's fall, but it's not really fall out of there. I'm feeling great about this football team. You should do. James Seltzer, what's happening, buddy? How are you? John, I don't know how you could not feel great about this football team, and I'm going to say something that I've never said before. Oh, oh my gosh. God. What it's is coming it? already? I don't know how you couldn't feel great about this head coach right now. Hey! <laughs> how about that? Hey, look at that. Look, it took uh, you 13 weeks. Yes. Uh, I look, long term, we'll see. I'm not 100% sold, but I don't see. No, I look, I don't see how you could say anything but through the first six games of this season that Doug Peterson has done a terrific job with this team. Those guys play for him. They play hard. They're prepared to play every single game. Maya culpa. <laughs> Doug Peterson, not not too bad a coach right now. BLJ, I can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I'm laughing right now. I'm <laughs> the biggest grin on my face. I can't believe what James Seltzer is finally saying about Doug Peterson. James, it sounds like you're a DPP. You're a Doug Peterson person. <laughs> Oh, and I feel like that's happening a lot in the city. It's happening with Carson Wentz. So now the question becomes through all the excitement, and we will definitely break down the Thursday night game because there was a lot of things to look at there. How far can this team go? James Seltzer is looking at my face (laughs) to me right now saying Doug Peterson's doing a really good job. And Carson Wentz, which I've heard whispers from a lot of different people saying, is he now an MVP candidate? Listen, I don't want it to get out of control, but you should feel that way. You should feel good about this team. I'm not going to mention the S word because we all know what that is, but people are talking about it. Nationally, people are going to be talking about it, and you got to be ready for it. But at the same time, here's the weirdest thing in the world. Like we were talking just before we came on, looking at Washington, and you automatically feel, ah, that's a win. 
When's the last time that happened? When's the last <laughs> time that you said this Eagles team is going to win next Monday night and you don't feel like you're jinxing it? Like, it is a confident football team. That's because of Doug Peterson. It's because of the defense and how it's been able to roll through here. And it's a big part is because Carson Wentz in his second year has looked really, really good. For me to say that is the franchise quarterback. That's what we needed to see. That's what I needed. I don't need to see much more out of it. Draft Twitter, I'm going to get to you in a little bit. <laughs> you better wait about 120. I'm going to really lay into it for a moment. But I feel great about whatever happens this year, I'm going to enjoy the ride, whatever it is. And we're going to see if we can find out how, how big that ride's going to be. We'll break down the schedule and just kind of take a look. But in the big discussion here, you know, you're thinking 11 and 5. You're thinking 12 and 4, 13 and 3. I, I I just there's not much more more to say otherwise than Philadelphia has a, a franchise quarterback At a, a million percent they yeah. do and and look we came into this season all three of us pretty much everyone talking about the Eagles saying that the number one most important thing for this team to take a step forward was Carson Wentz taking that step from year one to year two that was everything we we talked about it ad nauseum that it all relied on that and not only has he clearly taken a step. He's taken a pretty big step and it's evident when you watch it. And that's where you, that's where you should feel that optimism. That's where you should feel that belief because Carson Wentz, as Carson Wentz goes, the Eagles will go. And guess what? Carson Wentz is a really good NFL quarterback already. Like you said, John, especially at home. Yes. And like you said, like, yes, he is in the MVP discussion six weeks through the season. Now, we all remember last year in the first three weeks and then the drop-off BLG. So, I, you know, I think there are – I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who aren't willing to fully, you know, buy in 100%, whatever. But for me, with the command, the poise, the control of the team, and then, of course, everything he's been doing at the line BLG, I don't know how you can't say that this guy is a franchise quarterback. He's in the MVP Conversation. Yes. I'm not saying he's the, you know, we're none of us are saying he's the favorite by any no, means. Alex Smith, crazy enough, probably the favorite. Right. <laughs> but he's in the conversation. And for that to be happening in year two, it's so encouraging. And the one thing that really makes me feel that this is different from last year, other than the fact that, you know, we're six games in now. It's not three games. It's a little bit bigger of a sample size. This team, the way they respond to adversity, I think says everything about this team. It is a it's a defining characteristic of this team last year when they got off to that start they weren't facing a lot of adversity they beat the Browns they beat the Bears that was pretty easy the Steelers was a tough opponent but they blew them out it wasn't like they ever got down and had to come back the way they're playing this year there's some of these games they've been down into the Giants game they come back Carson Wentz makes that great throw to Alshon Jeffrey to put Jake Elliott in position who Jake Elliott, the best Elliott in the NFC never, East. He's, he's never missing the again. Never the missing best again. Elliott in the NFC East. Get the t-shirt. Ken at the BGN Radio Store. And I just think the way they've responded to adversity really says a lot about this team and it makes you feel good about where they are going forward and specifically with Carson Wentz. Look, he was getting blitzed and just hit and his arm was like bent oh, off. Oh, God. How was, scary was that, how by did the that, way? He just ended, like, that wasn't that even happened. an issue. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, fine. It was nothing. So the way that all that goes on and this team can bounce back and the fact that the refs tried to just totally give that game to the Panthers and the Eagles beat them too, it has to make you feel good about this team. And I'm not sure what other people are looking for if that was your benchmark. It's like, well, if they, they go into Carolina on a short week and they take care of Vince's then I'm ready to rock and roll because the middle of this schedule now, Washington, they don't have to go anywhere for five weeks. 39 days. Five weeks. They were home for. So, you know, I mean, I don't expect them. Listen, 
you start like thinking about oh 15 and one or something like that <laughs> but they would be on pace to kind of do do that and then those road trips listen there's a couple of landmines in there and they're gonna lose you know three or four games in my opinion uh, when they go on that road trip they got to go to la or seattle then la uh and then they have to come home and deal with oakland i don't know what they're going to be at that point you also have to play dallas twice still and Man, are they are they having a week or what? Like it, it's just kind of everything that lines up for this division and uh, NFC lease is coming up at one forty. We're definitely going to tag into that, but it's just uh, to to meet those expectations. And honestly, James, if they end up beating Washington, I think the division's over. Oh man, I John, I it's, I that's it. I think you're right. Especially look if this Zeke suspension holds, which it looks like it's going to. Um, especially considering that first game against Dallas will be Zeke-less Dallas. Um, yeah, I think if you have two wins, I, I mean, right now, I think you'd have to say Washington, the second best team in the division, yeah. at least from what we've seen. So if they're 2-0 and against Washington, and at that point, you know, we'll have at least a two and a half, probably a three game lead in the NFC East with half the season gone, more or less, almost half the season gone. Um, yeah, look, you never want to get ahead of yourself. We all remember the last time this team was 5-1. and one. It was 20 and 14, 2014 under Chip Kelly. They didn't make the playoffs. Uh, a very different feel. You know, a very different, different team. And a very and a more talented team right now across the board. Yeah. Much less holes. Way better quarterback. Way, and, hey, a better coach. How about that? <laughs> oh. um, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, John, I, I, it's crazy to say, but I think that if they beat Washington on Monday night, like, you know, for all intents and purposes, I think the NFC East is theirs. 888-729-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Doug in Connecticut. Doug, what's going on, buddy? How are you? What's going on, guys? I'm enjoying this this wave myself, this ride so <laughs> <Yes>. far. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do for the next 10 days, but um, Revel, I'm gonna you're going to revel in it, you're Doug. Drink a lot of beers. Yeah. Enjoy the the. Uh, you get to watch. You get to make fun of everybody yes, else that loses on point. Sunday. You get to watch all these other teams and be like, "My <laughs> team's better than your team." Yeah. You have no. I was just talking to my girlfriend about. It. She's a Cowboys fan, so she's like, yeah, "Listen, whoa, 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 like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need you to talk about the it. lead, don't, Doug. Don't put a ring on that yet, quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 that that's not going to happen. No, I was going <laughs> to. I just wanted to call about this defense. They're aggressive. They're confident. And you, you add that speed back from Darby. I mean, we only saw him for four or five snaps, maybe more than that, but, you know, a couple drives. And we were shutting down those Redskins that first game of the season. And um, I can't wait to see that, you know, when he comes back, just a little more speed, you know, the way we can match up with Atlanta, put him wherever you want, and how we might match up with Green Bay. And, and, and you know, Doug, Doug, I thought about that too because – you know that near interception that Rasul Douglas had, and he like yeah. by the fingertips, and then I think it was Funches who yeah. turned around and got mad because yep. if that's Ronald Darby, that's a six. That's a that's oh, a six or, or a deflection. Yes. You know? So, and I think the the pressure of you're right, just the the way that the the secondary has gelled together so quickly too. I mean, that's I, I, let's be honest, it's kind of a ragtag bunch when you're dealing with the corners and Patrick Robinson, who again. We will, I guess, apolo- keep apologizing forever because uh, no one Sorry. saw that coming. But yeah, Doug, I mean, the I, not only chemistry of the the defense, but just this team as a whole just seems so much different than it does last year. It does, you know. The, the, I think the defense, I give them credit for that game. You know, the offense they they drove and they matched points when they had to, getting those field goals and marching down the field. But those those blitzes were killing me. I, I really want to see Carson in the future, or even if it's Peterson. You know, whether it's screen passes, whether it's running, whether it's, you know, yeah. changing formation, um, you know, figure it out after the second blitz and, and, and just kind of you know, roll really from make there, him, make them pay, make them pay. And uh, 
I'm really shocked too. Christian McCaffrey. He's not the guy that yeah. I was expecting. I mean, listen, listen, Doug. It's good I, if you own him in a PPR league, I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> he'll he'll catch a lot of those three yard passes. And look, they um, he just can't get it going. He yeah. looks different. He doesn't look Item nearly as, as, expo- yeah, as explosive as I expected. And that was starting to look like a mistake right now. De- excuse me, Dalvin Cook, if he didn't go down, I think we'd be t- definitely to Omi. Well, Kareem Hunt. Well, that, yeah, all, hey, all of that together. Yes. Yeah, I think we were all right for net number one. Yeah, definitely. Still in my mind. I mean, that guy is a, an animal. How about, we didn't talk about it, but him calling Mike Mitchell to, where he's like that's running at awesome. him. He's like, come on, buddy. <laughs> like that. Like that's a guy you want running the football for you. Yeah, and I just think it's, the speed isn't really that that fast either because you were worried about some of those matchups and like, oh, should you waste a slot corner on him? And, eh, not really. Yeah. Not at all, especially when Nigel Bradham is literally g- sacrificing his shoulder to say, no, sir, you're punting. What a game from him. Uh, dude, flying. Best of his career. Easily. Flying all over the field, making every play. And, and also Michael Kendricks. Let's give both those guys credit. In a game where Jordan Hicks goes down, I mean, Michael Kendricks and Nigel Bradham, game balls for both of them, the way they stepped up. But Kendrick had 15 tackles, two, two more on special yeah, teams, yeah. right? You know, 15 defensive tackles. Bradham, I think, added, what, another 10 or 11 or something like that? I mean, Nine or, yeah. yeah, something like that, BLG. I mean, I think that was an area where we talked about a lot, actually, heading into the season, kind of that linebacker position. And after Hicks, what can you really count yeah, on? Depth. Is there any depth, anything like that? And, man, BLG, I mean, what a game from Kendricks and Bradham. Yeah, we all talk about the Eagles' front four, and obviously those guys are great. I mean, holding the Panthers running backs now, not including Cam's rushing yards, to one yard on 13 <laughs> carries. So basically the and same amount of yards that the Panthers were penalized for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh Got my God. Well, thanks, Pete. Jeez. Can't wait to see you again next year. Don't even get me started on that. Or in a playoff that. game. God. I, oh, my God. He can never ref an Eagles <laughs> game again. Please not. He can't. No. It's just not fair. And it's, that was driving me nuts. That that whole sequence where Derek Barnett, they hit Cam, and it was late. Sure, I listened to that play back like a million times. There's no whistle. How is he supposed to know the <laughs> yes, play is over? it's absurd. Call the delay of game. Call the so, delay of game. I but, also wouldn't be surprised if it was a literal a million times from BLG, by the way. <laughs> what? Like, yeah, yeah. what he will analyze everything Sitting in a there video. Like, There's it's no like, whistle. Oh, yeah. I don't hear it. I don't yeah. hear the whistle. I got to listen again. Yeah. It, I, hey, I would. It, that game was insane. But uh, back to the front, the the, the defense. The, the front four is great. They don't let you run on them at all. They can rush the passer, and that's what they do. They they stop the run, so then they, they totally take that element out of the game, and then you have to drop back 50 times, and guess what? If Cam Newton's throwing the ball 52 times or whatever he was, you're not going to win the game probably. Career like high for him, yeah. He's very talented, but he's, you're not going to win when he has to do that every week. So uh, just I love the way this defense plays. I love how overall – demoralizing this team is and not demoralizing in the way Eagles fans are used to where <laughs> you feel demoralized by yeah, watching them, yeah. but how they demoralize their opponents. I mean, they're just so physical. How many, even when the Panthers would get like a good game on thir- a good gain on Thursday night, you would just see someone come in flying, making a huge tackle yes. on them, making them feel regret for even trying to challenge this defense. And I think you see it, you in the defense, you see it with Carson Wentz. Look at Carson Wentz. Oh, truck at him. Facing with that, that's just, Carson Carson Lynch. Oh, that, was, <laughs> yeah. that was like the most awesome no gain play in my life. Like <laughs> they didn't gain any yards or maybe like one or an inch, but like how awesome is that? Where and I don't want them to do it again. Yeah, yeah it was scary. Too More often. scary. Than nice awesome. catch, Hayes. Don't ever bleep and do it again. <laughs> and he probably should have <laughs> dove instead of trying to Blue truck Brown, a dude. R.I.P. 
But man, just the way Carson Wentz plays on third down, and it's like you finally think you're pinning him back, but no, he gets the first down. So the way this team plays, it's through the defense, it's through him, it's so demoralizing, and that's another thing which makes me think they're so good. Well, and speaking of demoralizing, and this is one of the spots where I thought Doug was super impressive on Thursday night was not just the decision to go for two oh, because I think you should always if you get a half a yard if you get yeah. you should always go for it you should Especially always with the best short yardage and, with back Le- in the Blunt, yeah. and with the you want to talk about demoralizing that offensive line oh. is so oh. good right now and they are de- they yeah. demoralize their opponents they beat the crap out of them Brandon Bo- Brooks Brandon Brooks Listen, I mean to Luke, that Luke Keekley I mean I, I just got to say that looked like you, everybody remembers the hit from Hicks to Romo that year. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. exactly that what that looked, what looked like looked in like. reverse. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what it looked like. But but also for Doug, like the command he had in that moment, him running on the field, be like, "Look at me, look at me," you know, like that was command, and that was like I'm the head coach yeah, now. Exactly, Jim <laughs> Schwartz, get out of Jeffrey Lloyd's office. It's, it's game, <laughs> yes, it was game awareness, game command. It, just, it was very heartening to see, and and also like you said, it was the, to get that too. I mean, it had such a big effect on the game, and it was yeah. demoralizing for that. That Panthers defense. All right, let's go to Jim and Malvern. Jim, what's going on, buddy? How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. How are you, you guys? Fantastic. We're the the coffee tastes more delicious uh, <laughs> every, every after a Thursday great. game, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. I know, but um, listen, I feel great too. You know, we're five and one, and um, you know, I agree. Like, I think you know, if we win the next two games, which I think we will, we'll be seven and one, and I think the division's over. However. And it made me mad because uh, Max Kellerman on first take, which is just a joke, by the way, now. Um, <laughs> Poor Max. I, now, I always. I, I think you could say I, always I, a I joke. I actually may have skip, skip Bayless, what? by the way. I'm sorry. What? I know. I know. But anyway, he said that we're Super Bowl contenders. Listen, I don't want to go that far. Do you know we still, if if we make the playoffs, which we're probably going to, we're, we got to go through both Atlanta and Green Bay. Yeah. The best, the best quarterback of all time and – probably the best team. Yeah, but uh, honestly, you're not going to see if that kind of shapes out how it's going to be, and hopefully they can get to that point. I mean, you're you're already talking about, all right, they're in the NFC Championship game playing one of those two teams. They're not going to see nah, each other nah, before then. No, nah, because I think um, – I actually think that we could get uh, – well, it's tough, though, because, like, I, I, think we have, I think we have some guaranteed losses. Listen, I think the Seahawks, I don't care if they, they lose the rest – in support of play I still think we're not going to beat the yeah, LA. I, no, I, I think that I one. think I think both Seattle and LA is a loss. Yeah, one of the yeah, two okay. for sure yeah, is yeah, a yeah. loss. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Denver, I think a loss too. Right. Yep. Denver's a loss. Um, and then I, I think we're going to split with the Cowboys. Okay. Maybe. Right? Uh, yeah. So you're at eleven and five, basically. Eleven right and now. five. And then who were the? Um, we have uh, Giants. Um, any any other uh, teams that might be questionable? Well, the Oakland game, you theoretically, you don't. Uh, it's Oakland a question game, of where right. Oakland Derek, is at that Derek point in the season. Health, it, right, they could be healthy, out of it though. That. Is the point? Well, that's yeah. where it comes down to how how Thanks how how much does Oakland need that game? I mean, if Derek Carr keeps having these issues, they're a bad football team, as we saw last weekend. So uh, I think you know we won't know until if Derek Carr can stay on the field and if they can win some games. And listen, when you when people say like Max Kellerman will come on, and this is what I was talking about at the top of the show. You're going to hear that. It's not, cra- because it's they're not crazy not, to say it, is it's, the point. It's not saying that they're going to win the Super Bowl, they're the favorites or whatever. That When I hear Super Bowl contender, I, I, I say you can win a playoff game. Yes. That's what I hear. Well, and maybe, and who knows what happens after that. Here's the thing. We are through six games of the NFL season. We are almost you know halfway through. We're two games away from halfway through. Two games that many people think the Eagles will win. 
they have the best record in the NFC at this current moment. Like, I, we're we we are Eagles fans. We know the history. We know how many times we've been down this road. Yeah. So we're not going to say Super Bowl. But for a national person to say they're a Super Bowl contender is not crazy at all. They are the best team record-wise in the NFC right now, and they've looked good doing it. It's not a crazy thing to say. And listen, BLG, I mean, you know, Jim said, hey, you got the Falcons in Green Bay. He's right. I'm not taking that away from them. They're great football teams. I don't know if the Eagles can beat those guys, but who else? That's what I'm saying. Like, if the if Eagles are third in the NFC, then you legitimately have a shot in this one. I think you have to feel good about this team really going up against anyone right now, too. They, they At no point this season have they looked totally outclassed by anyone. I mean, they lost the Chiefs game, but they were in that game to the final minute. They were leading at one point. You felt like they could win that game. So where this team is, I'm not saying like they're I, – I know they can beat anyone, like um, and it's a lock, but yeah. I don't feel like, oh, that's an automatic loss. Yeah, and they can hang with anybody now. Yeah. That, and that's more important than anything, and – kind of why people are starting to say that too it's like well there's nothing that's and i didn't think that at the beginning of the year at all no like you know there's like hey this the they could be right up there i knew the gap wasn't that large i just didn't expect it to be close so fast that is all due to carson Wentz and this defense man and i'm having a good time we're going to keep keep continuing to have a good time we're going to break down this one take your phone calls and have a lot of fun it's bgn radio right here on sports radio 94 wip this is bgn radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Amazing to me that uh, our friends after this game, especially a guy that gets hired by ESPN because he's so good at analyzing quarterbacks, still thinks Carson Wentz is bad. <laughs> One good drive. One good drive. That's yeah. all he had. Maybe ESPN's not the best at making hires. Yeah, is that yeah. possible? I don't know. But see, then they hire... They hired Big Cat and PFT, and I'm like, okay, they're going directions. They're going directions at 1 a.m. and, and yeah. having uh, giving them their own show. They also they, hired Chip Kelly, yeah, so well, for saying, what it's you know, worth. They've you know. <laughs> been doing a pretty good job as yeah. an analyst. I haven't I gotten say. a chance to see much. So. Uh, it's BGN Radio on uh, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're just getting excited, and as you should be. And we just want to know where this team is, what's their ceiling. I think it's hard to still find that out after six weeks, but like uh, you know, the Jim and our previous callers were saying it there. This defense isn't even put together yet. It's not even what it was supposed to be and envisioned by. The other thing that blows me away by this season is, sure, you could probably still make an, a, a, a chance Warmack argument for like, well, he's a backup and that's they, they paid him as such. But every single free agent has worked. When's the last time that's happened in this town? When is the last time that really happens in the NFL? And sure, Ever, you can point yeah. to Denver or whatever. But like most free agents... You know, we we talked about that a lot in the offseason. Which one's not going to work? And we picked like two or three of them. I didn't think Timmy was going to work. And boy, was I wrong about that. Yeah, and now you couldn't not, have been more wrong. Now, now you're getting a situation. And it's the same thing as last year, too, which I think is hilarious. Oh, you can't pay two defensive tackles X amount of money or $10 million yeah. a year. Yes, you can. If they keep doing that, yeah. absolutely, yes, you can. I guess not a free agent with Timmy, technically, but. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. off season moves that totally do Off season additions, yeah. So uh, I, that's the other thing I'm just blown away by BLG. Like, you know, the Alshon game didn't really happen on Thursday, but you still see his value in there. And he co- and uh, <laughs> if the uh, the armbar would have been called, then uh, he would have been really effective in that. And that's how, honestly, they drove a lot of offense early until they started gelling and get the run game going. I mean, most of those points that were scored against Kansas City, uh, I think of the turn, or no, Washington was off of, 
pass interference calls from from him. So I, I don't know. I'm just so surprised that that these free agents have worked out really well so far. And with Alshon, he still led the team in receiving in that game. So and he made that big catch to the set Giants up, game. Yep, or, or just even this game too to set up uh, the Aguilar touchdown. Oh, yeah. yeah, at the end of the third quarter there. So you know he's contributing still. And here's the thing with Alshon: like you can be like, oh, he's not even doing a lot. Well, guess what? In a way, like, I'm not going to say it's like in a way it's a good thing. Because I'd rather him be producing. Ooh, I like where you're going. But I like where you're going. The right offense now. is producing without him. So mm-hmm. guess what's going to happen when he does figure, when, like when things do get figured out there, and Carson and him do get on the same page. Because that's just another thing that this offense is going to have. That's one of the most encouraging things to me about this team overall. It's not like they're even maxed out at their potential yet. Like Darby's coming back. You're going to get him. You might get Sidney Jones. We'll see what happens there. You're going to get. Alshon, at some point, I think it's going to happen. Maybe it doesn't, but I think it could at least happen where he's going to be an even bigger factor in this offense. Like, there's still things to be played out. So they haven't even hit their their ceiling yet. Yeah, and for what it's worth, Alshon has actually made a lot bigger difference than I think a lot of people realize. Like Zachary's even said so. Yeah, I mean, if you watch L22, like there is a lot of coverage being shifted towards Alshon Jeffrey. The reason Zach Ertz is having the season he is, you know, the reason that Nelson Aguilar, granted because he's also a pretty decent football player, uh, is having the season he is. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you say? In one episode, in one show, James Seltzer said Doug Peterson is actually good and he's back on Nelson Aguilar, who are you? It's a crazy, crazy day. How you know five and one will do that to you? Yeah, exactly. Look, I mean Aguilar has been been really good. Like and and that burst, like he's like if you just want to go like slot receiver for slot receiver. I mean, there is no argument that Jordan Matthews is a better slot receiver than Nelson Aguilar. Like I think that's been made pretty clear over these first few games of the season. So I, I just think that Alshon is kind of getting a bad rap. He's doing a lot more in terms of drawing coverage and stuff like that and opening it up for other players than he's getting credit for it. And I agree. And also look just from a, uh, if you want to step outside of it, a more macro perspective, if they can keep doing well offensively and Alshon doesn't have to put up huge numbers, maybe Great. you get him back a little cheaper next yeah, year maybe too. For eight. Yeah. Yeah. eight instead of exactly. 10 or 11. Exactly. And then so, he goes off. And then, he go- <laughs> and then he's the best receiver yeah. in the game. So yeah. No. In that three-year window that yeah. he probably has, you signed him to a three-year deal for $9 million. That's man, what oh, I'm man. saying, dude. That's what I keep thinking about. How cool are they? If they have a, th- you know, is that a thing? Like, if they see the potential of all this, like, all right, I'll take a million dollars a year less yeah, well, look, to go try and win a Super Bowl. I think he, I mean, he, he, I know he was trying to inflate his value, but he did kind of do that once. Like, his yeah. past year, he came here specifically because he wanted to play with Carson Wentz. It was a better situation for him. that was because of money. And right, I, don't know. I think you that know. was for the long-term money. I do. Look, I, I, I think it, it, it's a question of how much of a difference. You know, if some team's offering him four years and 20 million more, he's yeah. not going to not take that. But I think if it's a really minimal difference where yeah. the upside is so high to win something here and he's a part of something, I think that's possible. 888-729-9494. Let's go to Scott on a cell. Scott, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? It's been a long time since I've spoken to you guys, but I'm back. So <laughs> We missed you, Scotty. Oh, uh, you didn't even know I was gone. So <laughs> uh, um, look, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Now, <clears throat> I was saying to your producer, I love Carson Wentz. Love him. Mm-hmm. And I want him to be our quarterback for the end of time. Okay? But he's doing the same things over and over and over again, and I'm not seeing a lot of progression. Scotty, what are you looking at, man? Yeah, what, what, are you, what are you? I'm looking at, okay, so here's what I'm seeing from last year to this year. I'm seeing a lot of overthrown balls. I'm seeing a I'm seeing a, a, a quarterback who's 
Are you saying when you say a lot, how many is a lot for you? Oh God! I mean, how many did he have in last week's in, in this Two. past yeah, week's game? Yeah, I mean, Scott, <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and I think that was certainly an issue last season, but. I think we've even seen improvement over this season, and not just in that, and also the the turnover issues. I mean, recognition of recognition of like I, I'm I get what you're saying, and I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a perfect product, but I think we've seen development even in this season in that type of stuff. Here's my fear, and it was again towards the end of last year. I don't know if it was an interview or a press conference. Doug Peterson said, "I'm trying to, or I would like to, mold him into the type of quarterback I was." I couldn't want anything worse than that. I, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than that, actually. Well, sure, Scott. I don't Scott, want him I, to be molded into a backup quarterback. I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I don't. Meant, I don't. Man. I don't think you were taking him literally. Yeah. And I, I, maybe he was talking about mentality you know, as a quarterback. Or, or, maybe or just like you know mechanics and yeah, things like that. Yeah, stuff like that. But like, which, by the way, the biggest thing that I've noticed, and the the main thing that everybody talked about, which for some reason isn't being brought up anymore. Hmm. Imagine that. What's his footwork? His mechanics? His <laughs> all of it. And if you, I want everyone, if you have an opportunity to go back and just stare at Carson Wentz, maybe you have the all 22, maybe you don't, just look at his hips now. They're completely different when he's going from read to read. Like it is, and you saw it against, I think it was on the Alshon bomb, yep. where it was looking, oh, no, 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 Nelson Aguilar on the big first down that he got, I think, in the second or third the, like, quarter. Like 39-yard yes, pass where, there. Yep. Wherever it was, it was read, read, weed, boom. It looked like a, a corner switching his hips real quick. His that feet were set, swivel. and bang, and it was a dart, and it's there. Those are That is dramatically different than what you saw as the season went on and it regressed, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Now, you thought that that was going to happen, and there were a lot of Twitter people that did, too, in that first quarter when you're like, oh, my God, it's it's Big V syndrome. I told you he can't win. Like, there was some weird narrative now that, well, he can't win without Lane Johnson and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't the point of last year. It was there was no Lane Johnson, which was a huge factor, plus there was ooh, nobody to throw the football to. <laughs> so, you know, and by, and, and by the way, James said Jordan Matthews. I haven't heard his name in quite a while, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Uh, totally Shocking, completely right? forgotten about. But he was so important. Yeah. I'm just so Carson confused. Wentz was so sad that when he left, <laughs> he just could never rebound. He wasn't yeah. going to ever be able to play well in yeah. the NFL because yeah. of it. Is the high throw thing a problem? Absolutely. But there was also Luke Keekley yeah. in his face. There was, a, you know, he stood in there and took hits when he needed to. That's a tough guy making tough throws. Uh, you know, I understand. It's I, I don't know why we keep looking for perfection. He's played 22 games. He's not yeah. a finished played product. Played 22 yeah. NFL games. Let's give the guy a chance. I mean, what you uh, like? He was regressing. Then Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. It's a point. Is like I am sorry. Like if you watch what you watched last season, even if you watched what you saw in the first two games of this season and haven't seen an improvement, look closer. <laughs> or 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 stop watching. Or stop I don't know. watching. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's go to Keith and Lee. I Valley Keith. What's going on, buddy? How are you? BGN Radio is live. It is live. (laughs) What's up, man? How's it going, man? What's up, fellas? It's good. Hey, that last caller, uh, he's obviously watching somebody else named Carson. (laughs) I think, isn't Scott the Dalvin Cook guy? Isn't that him? He might have been the Dalvin Cook guy, yeah. Yeah, wow, man. Unless maybe I'm living in a different world, but uh, regardless. (laughs) Hey, look, the the one thing I wanted to to bring up that I didn't hear all week, and I've been listening all week, first time I've ever called you guys, love your show, by the way. Appreciate Thank it, um, the, uh The play that Patrick Robinson made on the muffed punt by Kenyon Barner, to me, was an incredible game changer. Um, Save the momentum. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Was huge. Man, I am telling you, I've watched that, I don't know how many times. I've, you know, I DVR'd, so I'm, I'm, I'm returning back to it. 
And it's amazing that he's not even in the frame. Yeah. And the Panthers player who I really didn't identify because I don't care. Um, <laughs> they were in blue. Uh, Good enough yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah. They, were in, they were in color rush blue. And uh, he went for the ball. And all of a sudden, this white streak comes out of nowhere. So I have to become one of those apologists uh, about, yeah. about Patrick Robinson. Welcome aboard, sir. Yeah, I got to join that club because I thought for sure, and I know what we've talked about it uh, during the week, uh, James, that mm-hmm. um, that he was, he was going to be gone. I mean, he literally was going to be gone. Yeah, but, and uh, it's crazy to me. And then, like, for everybody, it's just like, see, I told you. Listen, they went through that and be like, Jesus, we need Ronald Darby so badly yeah. to, to start. So, like, it wasn't going to be an option. And then he started no. playing really well in the slot, which is, again, according to PFF and some other people, that's where his spot was supposed to be. I just didn't expect him to be able to come back out there and play at a high I, level I, while these guys are, are doing it. On the it. outside, too, just, yeah. Just do the things that he's doing. I, I, I mean, he's it, – it's almost as if uh, – somebody's attitude that reflected upon everybody else. It's almost like it leaked into everybody else. And everybody says, all right, we all have to play at this ultra level now. Yeah. And, and that defense is really, really showing some incredible things for being as young as they are. They're fast. They're amazing to where they get to. Um, it, it, they just, they just know where the ball is. I mean, they can turn their head. We, we don't have to complain about the corners having their head turned around because they know the ball. Yeah. Seven years, Keith, seven years. We've been, we've been begging yeah. for that. I still Great see, I still see Bradley Fletcher's back always <laughs> at all times. Is it uh, does it look like burnt toast? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. It's just, it's amazing to me how they, and, and again, like, Oh my God, did everyone see Malcolm Jenkins dancing in the locker room after that? Oh, it's amazing <laughs> to, uh, amazing to, uh, Oh my God, I'm blanking. Not, uh, uh oh, George, uh, George Clinton. Like George they, Clinton, they, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and like <laughs> not, and just keeps spinning, and like that is what the secondary is. It is gelled together into the this. Picture. Did yeah. you see the picture? That was great. Well, the picture yeah. of them after the I, game. I also think it just speaks to the, the, and we've talked about it a lot this week. But this team really likes each other. It's a bunch. Like there is real, like you know. Culture, chemistry, chemistry. I was stuff told culture does not work. Yeah, I mean, like these guys like each other. They're having fun. And and back to Patrick Robinson. We said on the midday show what Keith was referring to was that Patrick Robinson, the single biggest surprise this season. And I don't know if I can argue with that. I mean, we we said he might not make the team, and he is a vital part of this defense right now. I have a quick little thing. Speaking of surprises for you, and I think it's the most underrated reason why the Eagles are five and one. Right Wait now. on that, yes, because I want to know what that is. We're going to do the NFC least, and Brandon's got a, a dynamite drop in for us. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. And thanks to our friend Jamal Jackson, he informed me that uh, Malcolm Jenkins, that's a fraternity dance called nice. the Atomic Dog. Nice. It's a great name. Omega Sci-Fi is what he was in. So at the Ohio State University, which, uh, hey, uh, Penn State fans, get you, I'll, see you, I'll see you next weekend. <laughs> but BLG, you were saying right before the break, why is this team 5-1? and one? The most underrated reason why the Eagles are 5-1 and one is one player. Jason Peters. Down City! The most underrated yeah. factor. Now, obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but JP does not get his due, and he should, yeah. man. And that's why 
and I guess you didn't say it, John or James, but it did come up in the offseason from I some mentioned people. It. I mentioned it. Yeah, who were like, oh, you got to cut Jason Peters, high cap number. Yeah, I don't know about that now. No. No. <laughs> Simply you don't cut a Hall no. of Fame offensive lineman who is such a key part of this success. Go back and watch the tape of him just tossing dudes aside. Yeah. It is amazing to watch. He is getting it done at an age where – Offensive linemen, you just don't see them play into this. NFL players, period. Yeah. <laughs> NFL players in this stage of their career. He's going to be 36 in January. Jason Peters does not get his due. I want to give a big shout-out to him, not only just because of how good a player he is, but he's such an important piece in the locker room as well. This guy is a real leader on the team, and I think he's really underrated, so I had to give JP his due. And I, right now, would like to give a shout-out to the rest of the division because it's time. For the NFC least. The Follies. The Screwballs. And the Screw-Ups. It's BGN Radio's NFC least on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ah, Johnny. Interesting time right now in the NFC least as Eagles doing pretty good in the NFC least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we head up the turnpike to uh, the uh, 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 oh, winless. That's yeah, it. Winless. The winless New York Giants. What's you, going on? You smell that, guys? <laughs> it smells like a five alarm dumpster fire, baby. Oh my God! The Giants. <laughs> oh, there are the sirens. They got sirens. Oh, the winless Giants. They had their best corner walk out. Walk out of the building. He doesn't even want to be there. And what did they do? What do you do to punish a guy who doesn't want to be in the building anymore? Well, you suspend him indefinitely. That'll show him, oh, he'll be right back on Ben McAdoo's side next week when they talk about it. Are you kidding me? This team is going nowhere. It's going to be destroyed. And they are three years behind the rest of the division as they're waiting for Eli Manning's old bones to finally roll over and die and let Davis Webb take over. Good luck, New Jersey. I've never even heard of Davis Webb. Let's <laughs> move down to Dallas. Johnny, what's going on with our hated rivals to the south? What, a, what an incredible week for the Dallas Cowboys as they just get to sit and pout and smell their own farts on the bye week, full well knowing that their entire offense is going to be suspended for six weeks because Zeke's going nowhere because his idiot, dumbass lawyer has no idea how to file court papers properly with the right court. Are you kidding me with this team? They can't even win at home. Where's the Dak Prescott's better than Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady Ben Roethlisberger? Oh, man, when they ask him to throw... They lose, and they can't freaking win at home. That's amazing. I had no idea that was possible. John, I am so happy it was possible. Let's talk about the other team in this division. We like to call them Waste Team. John, what's happening down in D.C.? Nothing with the team, but Washington Waste Team fans are incredible. (laughs) Absolutely incredible. That they have the gall to say, and after this wonderful run that the Eagles have been on, that, oh, well, the Eagles haven't beaten anybody yet. <laughs> you do realize that you just called your team bad, right, in that sentence? So you can say the 75 win percentage and blah, 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 and whatever. They beat you at home on the first week of the season. And there are no moral victories in this. You're 2-2. Two and two, And you're an 11-point favorite against San Francisco. Man, Kirk Coupons, I can't wait. 
Because <laughs> the moment that you go two and three, I'm going to be there. And I love it. And, I, and it's spectacular. The division is turning into a five-alarm dumpster fire. The Eagles are on top of it, staring down and peeing on it. I love this division. Let's shut it down. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. God, it feels good just to, and you can just literally kill anybody. It's so great. Because of this. That's what makes it so great. <laughs> Let's go to the phones real quick. Tom and Downingtown. What's going on, Tommy? Man, you guys, deservedly so, you guys are on cloud nine about the Eagles <laughs> and how, how bad the rest of the division is. How could you not be, Tommy? Listen, you guys have done a good job with your website and the radio show, keeping uh, the real bleeding green people uh, in the loop on the team for Thanks, the last Tom. Thanks, Tom. seven, eight years. Uh, and, and going back to the beginning of the show, I, I, one of you picked on the other one about being a Doug Peterson uh, turncoat. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, to turn code, I, I've not been on the Doug Peterson bandwagon. Just took one game. That's all. That's no. all I was. Well, saying. it's the combination of games, but I'm, I'm starting to believe. It's okay to be a doubting Thomas. Now that you've seen yeah. that the simple and steady's good, you guys also. Uh, I think. I think we all got to say we're all uh, RGTs which is running game turncoats because <laughs> Cam, Cam Newton was the Panthers' running game. The yep. Eagles had no respect for their running game. They were just going after Cam. And sometime, you know, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, Cam Newton didn't want to be getting that ball. Oh, no. Fletcher, teeing off Fletcher, on him at that point. His bodies were teeing off on him. Absolutely, Tom, and and that's that's the difference though is they couldn't when, when we used to argue about the run game. And granted, like Legarrette Blunt, which we're going to get into in the next hour here, is another one of those free agents that has worked out and yeah. been been really he's so much fun. Like it went from like I don't know to like wow, that's really fun. But in the same way, I wouldn't ask the Panthers if I, if that was the Eagles, I wouldn't ask them to keep running the football or abandon it. Like they couldn't do anything. You know, between Stewart and McCaffrey, they were getting – it was a tackle for a loss on first down. Second and 12. You, there's nothing else to do. They became one-dimensional immediately. Yeah. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You're banging your head against the wall just to force something to work that's not going to work. Clearly, Cam was the only running game they had. That worked when they did it. There's no reason to do anything else. Look, you don't want Cam throwing 50 times in a game or whatever. Like, we don't want Carson Wentz throwing yeah. 50 times in a game. But there are certain games where the way the game plays out where you're just not going to be able to move the ball on the ground. That's right. We'll take all your phone calls. We'll get into the 2 o'clock hour where we'll break everything down plus an important message to draft Twitter. That's coming up to BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. The Eagles are 5-1. and one. We're having a lot of fun. It is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. I want to expand on what Brandon was saying a little earlier because I don't think people understand just how good Jason Peters has been, especially in the last three weeks. Zero pressures, zero QB hits, and, man, that Cardinals game, if LeGarrette Blunt, if that touchdown counted, Jason Peters made one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen a left tackle make where he took on his guy. There was a free linebacker that was 
going in between uh, him and Wiz that was going to tackle LeGarrette Blunt. And all Jason Peters does is swing his right leg open and just bang, like right through the shoulder. <laughs> and it made him walk freely right into the end zone. You just don't see that. And I think arguably he is probably one of the best that has ever played the position. I, I, and it's hard for me because, like, I mean, who, uh, yeah. who the hell knows a left tackle that's in the Hall of Fame? But at the same time, like, I, I couldn't think of anybody that's off the top of my head that was like, oh, yeah, this guy's sorry. He's clearly better than Jason Peters. I don't, I, I don't, an undrafted guy that was a tight end that was that athletic that then became uh, tradable enough for a first round pick. Thanks again, Buffalo. And here he is still kicking. And even though my concerns earlier in the preseason were like, man, he's really getting there. He's getting there. And I, I think that was because of the chip eyes, <laughs> you know, and you're like, hey, maybe, maybe also don't run him into the ground and, uh, you know, not allow your defense to go make plays. But it's it's been an incredible year for you. Yeah, no, and I think you're right. I mean, look, I think the old school people would probably say Anthony Munoz that for a long time many people thought the greatest tackle. The best tackle I've ever seen was Orlando Pace. I've never seen a oh, guy change yeah. the game the way he did. Um, but, I, like, Jason Peters is right. Jason Peters and Joe Thomas, probably the two guys playing right now who are in that discussion for one of the best left tackles in the history of the sport. I think you're absolutely right. And and really, like what we're saying, the, the fact that he's doing it at this age, I mean, 36, like Brandon said before, like you never see that. You never see someone at that position playing at this level at that age. I mean, usually guys are done at third. I mean, like, you know, guys like oh, Ryan yeah. Clady and all these guys who are really good, def- you know, offensive tackles who are you know kind of filtering around the league now, Russell Okun, guys like that, they'll usually have a nice five to seven year run. And that's it. You know, it's a demanding physical position. To see what Peters has done, and also especially this past game, a game where Lane Johnson was out, and they did run a little more to the left side, and they really did kind of, they rely on him so much from an offensive perspective, and BLG, he has done nothing but deliver. He's amazing. This whole offensive line is just playing amazing. so well Wait, right and th- now. Re- thank God that they stopped the the thing and it's whiz and not. Are you the, sure? The you don't want the guard yeah. rotation? Let's not let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves yet. Well, yeah, I, I did see Doug <laughs> yeah, explain true. a little bit in the, in his press conference yesterday that he kind of like didn't fully say this, but he said it was a short week, so maybe they didn't have as like much time to prepare the guard rotation, which just sounds so ridiculous. Like <laughs> we need time to prepare our guard rotation <laughs> for some reason, even though it's been working out like this. But yeah, this whole offensive line, again, going back to that Brandon Brooks block. I mean, oh, I mean, I feel bad for Luke Keekley. Yeah. I don't want to yeah, see absolutely. him get hurt. Absolutely. But I'm totally fine with him being that physical with someone <laughs> and hopefully him not getting hurt because that was just awesome. He just crushed him. Tony Romo, Seeing that play was like, oh, like just yeah. the sound he made. Yeah. He was like, oh my God, like that was so brutal, but it was awesome. And just uh, a whole, and then again, you didn't even have Lane Johnson. Well, yeah. Arguably, I mean, Jason Peters, you could say he's better, but I mean, Lane's just right up there and not having him and still dominating the way they did. It's great to see. Yeah, the, I would almost want to kind of like replay that in my mind a little bit. I was like, I wonder what that game would look like with Lane Johnson in it. Yeah. You know, because I, I had the feeling like leading like the, uh, five hours up to the football game. I just said, they're just really going to hammer the hell out of this team. They don't match up. Well, you know, the Panthers, I, I and, and that's, what's weird. I don't know what the Panthers are anymore. Then that's what it took. Like they had a brutal loss to the saints. And that's why I'm kind of just for take purposes, Carolina, be good the rest of the year. That's all I'm asking. You. Don't 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 now dive into like yeah. uh, it's not so good. It's not the NCAA kids. Like, well, they were good in, in week five. <laughs> you know what? That's that's exactly why I just made fun of Washington. We don't have to worry the about thing. the Eagles and yeah. any polls going that's up or down based on their right. opponents, right? Let's go to uh, Ron in Willingboro. Ron, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. Um, 
Just a quick thing. Looking ahead over the next couple games, I think we can agree that we'll most likely beat Washington and San Francisco. Yes. Um, I also do believe we will beat Denver, Ooh. and I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. This will be their third road game in a row, with their previous game being in Kansas City. It's a good point. You know that, and Trevor Simeon and C.J. Anderson just don't scare me. And I think if we enter the bye week at 8-1, and one, we can start thinking about home field. If that happens, I don't think there is a team in the league that can beat us or that we can't beat at home. Yeah, and even with Denver, it's still like you, you don't like – I still think they're going to lose probably just because I really do respect their defense so much. Uh, but, yeah, on the opposite side of the ball, it could be one of those ugly-ass – 13 to 8, 13 to yeah. 10 type of get football game. And well, uh, well I, I do like CJ Anderson, but the Eagles have been so good at stopping the run. But with that game, particularly, like Brandon talked a little about earlier in the season with the Chiefs game, it's like, as far as it goes, if you're going to lose a game, that Denver game is the game to lose. Yeah. AFC will take that all, all day long. <laughs> hey, Doug P for Coach of the Year. Have a good day. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> right? I love it. I absolutely love How it. How about you? Uh, you, you know, and, and Juan, our good friend on Twitter, is hitting us up too. He's just saying outside of. You know, Wentz, who's the MVP on offense. And, you know, JP, we've been obviously talking about that. Can I just squeeze in Nelson Aguilar ah, for a moment? Yeah. I'm not saying MVP. Yeah, sure. But definitely, like, yo, comeback player of the year. Difference maker. He has made a difference. Whew, man, I just, I'm so incredibly happy that the bashing that he took definitely affected him. <laughs> I'm not going to take that. clearly, yeah. But, like, turned around, had the right mentality the entire time. He goes, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. That is the ultimate, you know, when you're trying to continue on your journey in life and path and whatever career or business you're in, like that to me makes it so much better when he just said, nope, 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 nope. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm in this new slot position. That's where I'm going to go and win. And he wins. He absolutely wins. He's a mismatch nightmare. Again, people look at Alshon Jeffrey and is like, well, where's the numbers? But man, my man is on pace for a 900-yard seven touchdown season. <laughs> And we were asking for, like, give us 500 yards, make you a thing. He's way more than a thing now. Yeah, well, especially when, like, and we all were guilty of it, and every person who watched him playing college football was probably guilty of it, but we saw that he had talent. Like, there was something there, and that's, I think, why those yeah. first two seasons were so perplexing and befuddling because, you know, you, you're like, what happened? Where did the athleticism go? Where did the just ability to do things on a football field go? It was almost like... Where a, did the literally turning into Jeremy Macklin go? Yeah, well, that yeah, the, <laughs> true, true. But, you know, it's, he looked like a completely different human being once yep. he got to the NFL, and it's just... At BLG, at least for me, it's really nice to see that that stuff that I saw, that stuff that I thought was there, is still there. Now, I can't speak for you guys, but obviously, I believed in Nelson Aguilar <laughs> the whole time. Never doubted yeah, I, for I, a second. I think after the Cincinnati Bengals game, when you said he should just get cut, even though that the, that's when you really said, you know, and stayed true we, to. If, I, if I'm not forgetting, we definitely have people calling up and being like, who should get cut first, Jaleel Okafor or oh, Nelson yeah, Aguilar? Was it was at that. And to your credit, still I think job. you always. Always said job, but like it was a question. It's amazing how far he's come. And I I think going through what he went through was the best thing in the world for him. He needed to go through. I mean, obviously you don't want to have to go through that if you don't, but he went through that terrible, those terrible, terrible struggles. Literally one of the worst wide receivers in the NFL. He hit that rock bottom. He changed his, not just his, just everything about him changed his confidence, his haircut, his Jersey number. I know it sounds kind of silly, but he just—he was a totally reformed person. He came back this year. He's looking so much better. 
Uh, just being in the slot helps so much too. I yeah. think that's a really underrated thing. Like, I don't think he's an outside guy. I don't think you can put him out there and he's doing what he's doing right now. I think the slot is where he belongs. He's shifty. He's quick. He's just—he's really been he's a, a weapon. Now he's going to be so annoying. Like that's—that's why. That's like he's our Cole Beasley. For other but teams, you mean? Yeah, exactly. And he's better than Cole Beasley. So oh, it's yeah. just kind of like—he's a better athlete than Cole Beasley, without a doubt. I mean, that speed he showed—that was like real deal speed, real deal separation speed there. Uh, let's go to our good friend David, all the way out there in Albuquerque, my man. How you feeling, buddy? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Yo, <laughs> you know how we're doing. Sultry tones. Yeah. I'm doing better. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Look, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, uh, about Nelson Aguilar, and he was like, I don't understand. He said, I don't understand the turnaround. I don't understand the turnaround. I said, the reason why he was afforded their turnaround is because he was a first-round pick, all right? You don't want to throw away a first-round pick. And one of the things that uh, kept Aguilar uh, in, in, in check was the fact that, yes, he, the Eagles put an investment in him when you were a first-rounder. Now, if he was a fourth-round pick, he'd be at Walmart now. Everybody knows that. So Yeah, or, or had, on another he had, team. He had the yeah, he had to have... Unless it's the Cardinals, because then I'd prefer Walmart, by the way. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> exactly, because they, they have good watermelon there. So anyway, he, <laughs> but he was afforded that. The way the Eagles are playing right now, especially on the defensive side of it, I think uh, uh, with Malcolm Jenkins, who looked more like Michael Jackson in that, in that, uh, than that dance. Yeah, he did. Cool. He looked real good. <laughs> um, they're, following, they're following the lead. Everybody knows that the secondary is the weakest part of this, of this team, but the secondary players, Robinson, who I thought would... would Never pan out, honestly. But he's done well in the slot. And Jason Mills, his character on the field, whether he gets beat or not, he is absolutely fearless. And I love that about him. He he will fight. He will claw. He will cratch, bite, spit, whatever, in order to try to get the job done. And because of that, offensive players, you know, they really don't want to go to his side if they don't have to because you don't want to get embarrassed. I mean, what's what's, what's Mills? 5'10", something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there, just under guys, six. And, yeah, and, and, so, and he's going up against guys that are 6'2", 6'3", every single week. And from time to time, he wins, and time to time, he loses. But I think if the secondary continues to follow the league and they're going to get healthier, nobody's going to want to play against his defense. Oh, no, yeah, and like, like and that's – and, David, it's a great call, man. And I don't know what Jalen Mills' future is. I think they – I mean, honestly, I think they would move him to safety because it's pretty much the same thing. I think he could play slot to – um, I don't think he's going to still still be a permanent outside guy for a long time, but maybe he is because of that competitiveness. And just like you said, look, there's only if if a guy's targeted that many times throughout a season, that tells you something. But also, if it's not giving up a ton of touchdowns, you're giving up a ton of yards. Sure, then that's great. I mean, the only the only real times he struggled was against OBJ, who's we all know he's good, great, wonderful, whatever it is. Even though he's not in the season. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, Jalen Mills has, has, for me, done the same things where he's competent, and that's that's been hard to find for this team. Yeah, no, I think the target thing is interesting. Last year, I believe A.J. Boye was the most targeted cornerback uh, in the league, and it showed everyone how good he was, you know? And I think with Mills, we're seeing that he's definitely better than than I expected, than we generally expected. I think you're right. I don't think he's a you know, long-term shutdown corner in the league. But I think he could be a two in this league. Yeah, we're, for sure. What we're seeing with the development, if it continues that way, the competitiveness, the toughness, the physicality, it seems like this defense likes those type of cornerbacks to begin with. So I think it's a good fit there. But I agree. I think the fact that teams are going after him that much is telling you something that when they're watching the tape, 
when they're looking at things, they're like, all right, we that we could we could take advantage of this. And and even if it hasn't been happening as much, which is a credit to Jalen Mills, I don't think that I think it shows that he's not quite maybe a, a top tier type guy long term. There's definitely something to David's point there about him being so competitive. We've seen that's a trait Jim Schwartz specifically likes or DM Schwartz likes in his <laughs> cornerbacks. You see it with Razul. And it's something that, like, it kind of sounds silly to me because it's like, look, these guys are slow. They're like 4.5. They're not yeah. super fast for corners. But that kind of makes up for it sometimes because it's not Bradley Fletcher. It's not, well, I don't want to say care. <laughs> it's not these guys who, like, they just get beat and then their confidence is down and they're just, they, it snowballs. With those guys, yeah. it doesn't. They get beat. They come right back. They fight in every play. That There's something to that. Now, obviously, you want guys more talented than that, and that's why they went out and got Ronald Darby. And, and drafted Sydney Jones. Jones. But and it's such, and it's funny Douglas. to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny to me though now that uh, people are like, "Oh, who's going to play where?" Don't. It, it's not even. You shouldn't be concerned. It's not like a vet. I mean, you can think about it. I get it. You want to look at great problem to have. Yeah, it's right? such a great problem to have. It's not like something like, "Oh no, we got to figure it out." <laughs> Too and many like, cornerbacks. What are we going to do? Look, it'll work itself out. It'll be great. Yeah, I think so too. And 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 it, what a great problem to have if you aren't oh sure. God. Like, hey, yeah. this guy's been playing good. Where do we put him now? Well, after yeah. the yeah. last five years in this city, the Kerry Williamses, the Bradley Fletchers, the Sorry BLGs, the Leotis McKelvins, all the crap that we've seen out there. Like, if we if the issue is, oh my God, we got too many good corners. I think everyone's <laughs> going to be fine with it. Uh, let's go to Todd in South Philly. Todd, what's going on, buddy? How are you? You? How you guys doing? Doing fantastic, my friend. What's going on with you? Nothing much. Just happy to see the ball. The birds playing well. Very good season. And I want to talk about the most under underrated reason the Eagles are five and one this season, other than Jason Peters. Is it because I switched to Basil Hayden and I only drink it on Saturdays now? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. right. no, no. I think that's a properly Dang. rated reason, yeah, John. Yeah, I think yeah. we all know how important that is. <laughs> I think it's third. Yeah, I don't think it's second. Yeah, right. third. Yeah. So. Second, I think, is because of all the second effort, the second effort that we're getting out of the players. Rodney McLeod, last second, punching the ball out against the Cardinals yeah. uh, right before the touchdown. LeGarrette Blunt keeps With the game in the hand, mind you. Yeah, meaningless yeah. and still yeah. just flying after it. Exactly. He's just, Doug is getting all this second effort out of the players, which makes me think they really believe and they think they can do this thing. And the fact that he's giving them all this hope is really, really good to see because I haven't seen a team play this hard for the Eagles in I don't know how long. Maybe maybe the last eight minutes of the Miracle at the Meadowlands 3 yeah. with Deshaun Jackson turning the punt the last eight minutes, but I don't think I've seen an Eagles team or an NFL team play this hard in I don't know how long. Todd, you know what I was thinking about the other day? It was really made me laugh. Like, what if what if still Doug Peterson was the puppet that everybody thought he was and they're still doing this anyway? Like, there's just somebody that's <laughs> that just – There's like seven guys that are actually controlling the team and he just comes in every day, eats a Twinkie, sits down there, hey, guys. <laughs> And he's over here getting all the credit. Yeah, he's just like, yep, this oh, is that'd all, be great. All, all me. No, we appreciate the call, Todd. And, and obviously, that's not what's going on here. Yeah. And that was evident. That's why, like, when you go and say, no, we're going for two. That was why that was so important to me, that the command he had in that moment, that was all Doug. It was all Doug. And there is, like, so many different, you know, things that I, I think he's done, just from a, a game standpoint, like, okay, I can I just say, I am so happy that we are not here on a Saturday yelling about the fact that Carson Wentz didn't see a wide open Nelson Aguilar because there was no one on him like late in the game to go and close it out like the safety was 15 yards away from him. 
Uh, Even the Alshon slant would have worked, yeah, too. Absolutely. I mean, he picked the All worst of, of the— Yeah, no question. All of it would have worked. The mismatches that he's creating on offense are infinite now because of the ponies. They're there. Like, it, you didn't get a chance to see that, and rightfully so with some of the criticism. Like, look— we're all going to overreact to blowouts and like, God, why is nobody doing that? The reason why it's happening is DGB can't catch balls. Yep. That's why. And it's and it's a huge, huge improvement or from run what's routes. going on. Yes. Or run the football. I have a huge contrast to what you're saying there, John. Remember when Ben McAdoo was considered an offensive genius? It was because of one player. <laughs> Hold on, we need to laugh more. <laughs> but, but remember he was because yes. the, the Giants offense was doing well when he was the offensive coordinator. It was because of one player, and it was because of Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because he was skiing yes. everything, and all these other players are doing great. And you see it now. They don't have Odell Beckham. Guess what? Team isn't very good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And ben, now it, I think Ben Magadu not very good either. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's, that's the point. That's the point. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you saw, you like, all right, that that throws there, or this is there. Like, oh my God, Jordan, why didn't you drag your toe into the end zone? I don't even think about that now. And when we were talking about earlier of just getting these guys going, like it still took. Uh, what four or five weeks to get Toria deep ball took, uh, you know, five weeks to get uh, Alshon Jeffrey for that to hit. It's like you're saying, if this king can, you know, if you're doing that in week nine and ten, and you hit one of those, you hit two of those a game, man, oh man, has that completely changed like the ceiling for this team? Let's go to Bob in Wilmington. Bob, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey guys, hey Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Hey Bobby, how are you, man? Hey, listen, I need to enlist your guys' help. Um, I did a little internet research, and uh, Pete Morelli teaches at a Catholic school in Stockton, California. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm heading out there this weekend to egg his house. Uh, <laughs> would uh, any of you guys uh, like to join me? Listen, you start a GoFundMe, and maybe we can make that happen. <laughs> no, I did. I, I looked that up, and I just thought that might be a good thing to do. Uh, just the bird yeah, what, BLG, what was the stats you had for the last four Eagles games? Last four Eagles games, the Eagles have had been penalized 40 times for about, I think, just shy of 400 yards or 300 yards, and the other teams have been penalized eight times for only 40 like to 72 eight. yards. 40 to 8 is what you're 40 saying. 40 to 8. It, it, was a dis- it was a disgrace is what it was. But it, it, that's that's history. That's done. Even that bum couldn't beat us. Um <laughs> Uh, I, I had a, just two quick questions for you because um, they didn't do a very good job on television. Imagine that. Uh, this uh, Jernigan went out. They said that he had an injury. Uh, I've heard nothing at all about it, and I wondered if you had an update on Maragos. I was just wondering about those two particular players, if you could tell me anything. So it sounds like his PCL, there might have been something there. It sounds, it sounds like the ACL is still intact. From what we've heard, at least so far, Doug Peterson didn't have a real update in his press conference said, they had to go through more testing. From what I've seen, it sounds like he's going to miss some time, but it doesn't look like it's like guaranteed he's out for the year. And this is Maragos oh, we're talking yeah, about. Jernigan, I don't think I, I, I don't noticed think that too. There. And it was like a throwaway line. He's like, Jernigan out with an injury, and then that was it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, Bob, we haven't heard anything on Jernigan yet either. I don't think anyone asked the press no. conference well, yesterday, I, which is surprising. I, I did see him. I did see him on the sideline stand sitting behind um, uh, Carson Wentz. I saw a 93 sitting on the bench there, so they didn't take him to the locker room. Bob, I, I, w- not- I, w- I, would th- I would assume that, you know, we He's are a okay. few days after. You haven't heard anything. He's probably fine. Cool. All right, guys. Great right, show. Bob. Really you, enjoy it. You Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Uh, we're going to get more into it, plus your phone calls. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's been quite a, uh, quite of an impressive surprise that LeGarrette Blunt has been in the, in the sense that 
You know, you didn't expect him to be a lead back. And I didn't mention this earlier when we were talking about the offensive line. Uh, I think we can close the book on Kenyon Barter. I think, think it's time to maybe knock on Byron Marshall's yeah. door and just see what's going on as Wendell Smallwood gets a little healthy. But honestly, LeGarrette Bunt has been so much fun to watch when he has the ball in his hand and he's got open field because he does this weird thing where it's like he's obviously not shifty. and Kind of shifty, But though. he's also kind of shifty. Kind of shifty. Where like, there's an obvious hole and he does a little thing and that hole closes up. And then he just kind of creates his own for two or three yards, which is fun. It's really fun to see. Yeah, it's it's super fun to watch. And it's really like I've never seen a guy that size have such light feet. Like that's, you know, it's so he's quick and he's and he's very good at, at his vision is terrific. And again, the quick feet, he does these little shifty. He is shifty, John. I think he's shifty. Like he makes these little shifty moves, BLG. Like for someone that size, I've never seen someone who could kind of move that way. One thing I want to criticize the Eagles offensive line for, I think they can do a better job is when he's in a pile, just keep pushing. Just keep pushing. Like, yeah. Cause he, he doesn't keep go those down legs training. Yep. And I think they haven't done that. Cause I've seen it a it's couple a times point. where like he gets stopped and the rest of the line kind of just watches him. Like, no, like shove into him mm-hmm. and like push him forward. That's how we got a couple of his touchdowns of his 18 touchdowns 18. last year. You see the Patriots offensive line, like, so Blunt gets stopped at like the five yard line, and then they just slam into him, and they just push him into the end zone. And that's football. I love seeing that. We got Sean Brace coming up in about uh, ten minutes. Here, as we're going to do NFL picks with him. We want to get to your phone calls eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Trish on a cell. Trish, what's going on? How are you? Hello, hello. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Uh, thank you. So we were at the Panthers game um, the other night, and an incident occurred where. There was a fan that stood during the game. The gentleman behind him wanted him to sit, and I guess it escalated into the point where the guy who stood turned around and sucker punched the gentleman. Yeah, and that guy, that guy is now arrested and under custody of uh, Carolina PD right now. Yeah. So a similar situation also happened to me, um, that the gentleman behind me, I didn't stand through the whole game, just like, you know, for a touchdown and stuff. And he did say, you know, sit down, sit down. Uh, you bought a seat. You got to sit in the seat, and and it 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 just wasn't fun. So what's your what's your stance on sitting or standing during a game? I think Maybe if I think I think you got to be as a fan, of, and it doesn't matter where you are. You got to be pretty self aware and look around you. If you're the only one that's standing, yep. and you're blocking somebody's view, you're being a dick. Yep. And like yeah. you got to sit down. Like that's this is part of it. If you want to stand up, fine. Then go all the way down because it's it yeah. is a stadium seating for a reason. And just don't be in anyone's view. Yeah, and if the vast majority of people are standing, then stand. That's fine. Yeah. I'm awesome. Thanks, Trish. Thanks, Trish. Oh. I appreciate it. Sorry. I don't know if there was a cell phone service going on. But we, yeah, I, I think that's just that's a general that yeah. everybody should know, Look, right? Or, uh, you know, and don't be I'm upset big, when somebody's yeah. like, hey, can you just, I'm, you know, it, they paid the money yes, too. Yes, I'm a big believer in we are all living in a society, people, as George Costanza <laughs> used to say. You know? We are living in a society. Exactly. It's what, I, you know, and it's true. It's like sometimes, you know, you, you do whatever is for the greater good. And honestly, are you really going to, like, is what it that big makes a deal? you go, I'm going to punch you if you ask me one more time? Like, well, that's a whole other thing. I mean, that is insane. It's pretty like, crazy. That's, it's insane. Like, that guy, like, I mean, we don't need to get into it. They're just awful people in this world, <laughs> is what that kind is. of sounds. Uh, let's go to uh, George in Conchahawk. And George, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Uh, good, good. Same as it always is. How about you? <laughs> but same, same, same as, as it always is. is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I just wanted to talk about Doug T and his gigantic ball for going for two on that. On that Monday penalty over. Yeah, that's awesome. 
mean, it's funny. Like, that was, like, the one penalty they called on, on Carolina. And, it turned, and it's usually a meaningless, a meaningless snap, but that was a huge play for going for Kansas. Yeah, I also really liked the reaction of, I think it was, was it LeGarrette? Who was on the sideline? And he got, they were getting fired up too. And they were like pointed at Doug and he's like, that's right. And he, oh, <laughs> he did Fletcher. a high five. I think that was Fletcher oh, it was Cox. Fletch. Yeah, yeah, it was Fletch. Yeah. That, and, and to me, I thought that changed the entire pace of the game as soon as they did that. You know, it just said, no, this is, this is our game. We're going to control what's going on despite what Pete Morelli thinks and, you know, Cam Newton and all that. And they, yeah, that was, I thought that was his best call of the game. Right. So, and just got an official question. So on that late hit at the end of the game, why didn't the late hit uh, offset with the delayed game penalty? That's just how the rule works, I guess. But it's it's just a, a terrible call from the refs there. I mean, if they're going to call a delay game, then the play needs to end. There needs to be a whistle. And there was not a clear whistle blown that I could hear, at least on the million times I watched it back on the replay. So I think that's just another poor job. It, see, it's not just that the officials were making like wrong calls. They were getting procedural things wrong. It yeah. sounded like when I uh, people talking about there was like two seconds left in the first half when Corey Graham knocks that pass down, there should have been two seconds. The Eagles could have had a chance at a Hail Mary. Probably don't get it. But still, like the little things like that were getting messed up in that game. And that goes beyond like making a bad call, making a tough judgment. Yeah, you're getting the the simple stuff wrong. I hate the freelancing when they just kind of like, ah, it's fine. We'll just we'll just do this. It's it's how uh, you know there was a point where it's just like this is. I was waiting for Ryan Matthews' ghost to show up <laughs> and just like fumble a football somehow and, and make them lose the game, but they didn't. It's and it's incredible that they uh, they took care of business. Hunter in Malvern, what's going yeah. on, buddy? How are you? Good. How are you doing, guys? Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Hunter. Uh, quite, uh, first, first things first, um, with regards to Jernigan, um, I believe I remember hearing that he'd been nursing a heel issue. He had been. You are he, correct about that, Hunter. He, he may have re-aggravated a little bit during the game. That's a good um, point, the, yeah. The, uh, the main reason I was calling was with regards to the running backs. Which of the three running backs that we have right now is the best blocker, would you say? Probably still LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think uh, Corey. I don't know. Bar- Barner, Barner, I mean, he had that missed block, but historically, Barner's been a decent blocker. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to determine that, like, because uh, you, you want them to block and also run, so I still pick LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> right, so um, main reason I was uh, asking you that is because I just felt like uh, Barner had a very big, or it seemed like a pretty big role, uh, for some reason, in the game plan this uh, past week, and uh, Clement was little used, and I just kind of felt like Barner's only been here a couple of weeks. Yeah, he was with the team in previous years, but uh, I just kind of felt like uh, that Clement probably is a better blocker than than Barner. Um, plus, he kind yeah, of I don't think he is. I, I don't. I don't He's think so, Hunter. Clement's just because, still got a little way to go in his blocking. Yeah, and his running game too. I mean, yeah. it's just they they gave him opportunities out there. It didn't really it didn't really jive that well. And, yeah, it wasn't working. I think it also shows how they want to use these guys. I mean, you know that clearly they have Smallwood as that kind of Sproles replacement guy. And when Smallwood's out, they're going to go to Barner and not to Clement. Almost like the Eagles have a talent problem at the running back <laughs> position. Please and thank you. When we get back. Sean Brace, NFL Picks. Stay right in. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We have had so much fun today because 
when the Eagles are five and one, it is always going to be fun. And six and one, and seven and one, and we're going to go to Michigan, and we're going to ha. That's how I kind of feel today. A little Howard Dean action. Yeah, a little feel like Howard Dean. <laughs> and thus, they will lose 10 in a row, and everything will be sad again. But uh, <laughs> what will not be sad is, as every Saturday happens, it is uh, time for Fox 29's and also PhillyInfluencer.com's Mr. Sean Brace joins us. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Gentlemen, how about that? Last time we spoke, you asked me before the Arizona Cardinals game, what happens if they win? Can we start talking a little bit more dramatic about this season, a little bit more drastic? And all they did since then is win that game and go down to Carolina and, and beat them at that game on Thursday night, which I was there. That was absolutely incredible. Well, wow, amazing turnout by Eagles fans, but just a Also, I think, I think you got the fortune of hearing the floodlights the entire time. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was all the way up. All the way up, but we had great view. We had a great view, that's for sure. And uh, I'm telling you, man, there's something special happening with this team, and it's all because of Carson Wentz. Now, you kind of started the conversation yesterday on Twitter. What do you think of this team's uh, future for the rest of the season? Yeah, John, all I know is I was like, yeah, I wonder what, I, uh, wonder what I'm going to have them now. And I was extremely fair going down the rest of the schedule. Um, I have them losing one out of the next three. I have them splitting with Dallas and uh, at Seattle. Those are the only three losses I came up with. So right now, I have them at a 12-win. I have this as a 12-win season, which is just incredible to think about. Just like we all predicted, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. Well, let's uh, let's see if we can put a little more in our pocket. Let us get to the NFL picks. It's time to ring the bell. Here come the BGN Radio NFL picks on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yeah, there, there it go. is. Shout out to Mosh. Mosha producing his first show That's ever. That's right. First Doing show. a terrific it. job back there. Thank you to Mosha. All right, let's get into the NFL picks. As always, they're brought to you by the Sportsbook at Delaware Park, where you can wager and watch all of the pro football games on Sunday. Go to DelawarePark.com for more details. Delaware Park is a lottery agent for the Delaware Lottery. Must be 21 to play. And, and John, next Sunday. Oh, baby. Oh, man, you can join John and me. Down at the Sportsbook at Delaware Park, as well as uh, Brian Prop, Todd Fedorik, and of course, Joe DeCameron and John Ritchie will be sampling 10 of Delaware's best food trucks. 10. 10. 10. That's a lot of come awesome hungry. food. Come yeah, hungry. Please come and come hungry. Uh, see which Crazy. food truck will be the Good Lord. crown, the number one food truck. This is all ages. as an event. You can bring your children, bring your family outside the Grove Town at Delaware Park. Visit DelawarePark.com slash promotion for details. There it all is. Right. Let's get into it. These picks, again, sponsored by the Sportsbook at Delaware Park. Normally, we do the NFC East games, but uh, this week, uh, we get to expand a little bit with the Eagles off and the Cowboys off. Let's start it. A 1 o'clock game, a very interesting NFC game. The Detroit Lions heading down to New Orleans. It looks like the Lions are road favorite. Is this correct? I think this has got to be incorrect. No, no, no. New Orleans minus four. The Lions are just going to New Orleans is a minus four favorite there. Sean, what are you doing here? Oh, I, I'm, I'm looking at the Saints right now, and, and I like the fact that they got rid of Adrian Peterson, clear it up just a little bit. I still believe in Sean Payton. Give me the Saints. I like the Saints in this one. Yeah. Uh, ring the bell! Listen, I think the entire public money is going to look at Carolina beating Detroit. I think they look at Stafford being questionable. I think that there's, uh, you know, just a whole bunch of things that are going there. That defense is really terrible. I'm looking forward to the shootout. I think Matt Stafford finally gets it going. And uh, I like the Detroit Lions in this one. You can ring the bell again because I'm going back. <laughs> and I am taking the Saints here. They're at home. John, you just said it. 
Matthew Stafford's ankle is an issue. Uh, this Detroit team, I like them, but I just think the Saints at home, I feel better about that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to stick with the uh, the threesome here. I like the Saints at home. I like the Lions are a decent team, Let's but I wish it were three instead of four, but I'm with you. I think the Lions at home, Drew Brees, they'll put up some points. They will get the job done. Uh, speaking of getting the job done, Will Washington get the job done. They are a 11-point uh, home favorite at the moment. The un, uh, Unwinless, I was going to say undefeated, the winless <laughs> San Francisco 49ers heading into town. Uh, BLG, which way are you heading on this one? The Kyle Shanahan revenge game, baby. <laughs> They're going to go in there, and this San Francisco team is not good. Obviously, they haven't won a game, but they've been playing these teams close, and I'm going to take them to cover, and maybe, just maybe, I'm crazy enough to take them outright. <laughs> not that bad and while this is also the kyle shannon revenge game this is really the kirk cousins take me next year kyle please game i think kirk cousins comes out as a big big week i think the the washington football team rolls Moshe, bring that again baby <laughs> i'm with the blg listen i think washington's going to win this game i don't think they're going to cover at all i don't they're listen they're only two and two against the spread granted that's uh, with the help of uh, the justin houston Late, uh, late touchdown when they played Kansas City, but I just I'm not, I'm not feeling it. They already know that he's coming there. Kyle Shanahan knows everything about that. It's nothing. I think they keep it close here, Sean. I, I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm gonna agree with it. I wanted to run it back. I wanted to hear the bell again, but I'm gonna hold up. I think it's gonna be close because Shanahan knows the weaknesses here. But it will be interesting to see. What happens with Kirk Cousins this offseason? I hope he does not end up back with DC, that's for sure. I'm already looking forward to next week when I can make fun of you when I was writing you through wrong. All right. Potentially the game of the weekend. I think it certainly is. Uh, heading down to the only undefeated team in the league, Kansas City, hosting a Pittsburgh team coming off a embarrassing loss as Ben Roethlisberger throws five interceptions. But Pittsburgh always bounces back, handles Kansas City well. They are only a four-point road dog here, Mr. Brace. Lead us off. Uh, the Chiefs, a four-point home favorite against the Steelers. This ain't your grandfather's Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> for sure. I got heckled over the weekend for saying Alex Smith is a top-five quarterback in the league right now. I got destroyed for that. I believe Kansas City goes in and rolls in this one. Yeah, I, I am not taking the Steelers at all. It's Kansas City at home. It's minus four. I'm with you. Like, Listen, Alex Smith is it, just this year is definitely playing like a top five quarterback. He is probably the lead candidate for MVP. I'm sticking with your Kansas City Chiefs. I always want to ring the bell. It's always a sad moment when I can't. And look, the four-point line scares me. Would I be shocked if the Steelers won this game? I wouldn't. I still don't have the, the Doug Peterson cojones to pick them. I'm going to drop the four points with the Chiefs, but I don't feel great about it. A wise man named James Seltzer once pointed out, to me ben, big Ooh. ben's road splits and yes. they're, they're not so pretty so uh this is a, a pittsburgh team that lost the jags at home and i don't feel good about them on the road i'm taking the chiefs all right our final game of the day can i just say yes that this is my favorite game of the week it's my favorite game maybe of all time <laughs> oh man the new york dumpster fires yes heading out west to face a denver broncos team that guess what is pretty good. Uh, they are a 12-point home favorite against the Giants. Is it enough? BLG, start us off. I think the Eagles wide receivers of 2016 might be better Whoa. than what Whoa, the Giants the have a receiver right now. Yet on the show today. I am Not taking untrue. Denver easily. Uh, Sean Brace, who do you have in this one, pal? 
just waiting to, to hear that the Giants signed DGB and Terrell Owens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, give me the Broncos all day in this, but in a route. Listen, not, om- not only am I taking the Broncos, because this opened at nine and a half. It climbed to 12. Give me the reverse teaser on this game, too. I'll take him at minus 24. It's going to be an annihilation. I can't wait to see the people's faces after this one. I like him plus 24. Give me Denver. Uh, no way. No way. <laughs> minus, yeah, minus 12. They're going to win this one easy. They might win by 30 points, John. I'm willing to like 30. I don't even know if the Giants get on the board. This could be a shutout. Broncos all day easy. Wrap it up. There it is. There's the NFL picks. Uh, Sean, I, I can't believe that, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here after six weeks and discussing things like Super Bowl contenders. Where are they going to fit in the playoffs? And where is this Eagles team versus the rest of the NFC? Um, I don't know. I know we talked about you know, specific games, but is this, can can we start having those conversations? I walked into a work meeting yesterday at Fox 29, spoke to my sports producer about the importance of getting the one or the two seed. I mean, that's where we are right now, okay? Uh, I mean, yes, absolutely. If, if Carson Wentz is healthy, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm just going to say that anything is possible. I think they, obviously, they're one of the better teams in the conference. They are the best team in this division. So uh, it, the schedule is in their favor with all these home games. Boys, I'm telling you, I was down there on Thursday, and, and it was electric, that's for sure. It's all because of Carson Wentz and what they're doing on offense. Sean Brace from Fox 29, also PhillyInfluencer.com. We appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks, boys. Uh, yeah, and, and that's where I keep coming back to, too, is just last year you knew if they went on the road wasn't going to be pretty. Now they've been able to do that twice. They're 2-1 and one on the road. Carson Wentz is 9-2 and two at home since he's been here in 22 games. Man, that's got to make – like, you have a quarterback that can go in and win you football games. It might not be the prettiest thing in the world, but he has got a defense to make up and pick him up when he does not. That's why I love this team, James. Yeah, me too, man. It, it's a great point. Look, they've won – they've played four of their first six on the road. Like you said, 39 straight days at home, man, and, and this team has had some really good home cooking over the last year and a half. I'm with you. Look, I, I don't even know what to say. I said Doug Peterson's a good coach this show. <laughs> I'm like floored. No, it's and um, he's not sweating, which yeah, is amazing. It's a, it's a, man. It's really, it's really exciting. And um, uh, you know, it's a great time to be an Eagles fan. A few quick numbers, James. You said they played four games. They are the only team in the NFL to play four games on the road right now. And they are five and one, a team that went one and seven on the road last year. Another thing, the playoff odds went up to 93 percent for the Eagles and chance at the number one seed 34 percent wow just just a real quick that was their percentage to make the playoffs when the season started was 34 percent now it's up to the the chance to be the top seed that's awesome not to mention the Super Bowl odds were at 30 to 1 when the season started somewhere at 25 to 1 maybe even longer than that overnight over hours over minutes when we were at Delaware Park where we were doing the live show uh, right after this game, it was at eight to one. It immediately switched to six to one. Whew. I don't know. I hope they can live up to the hype. That's all I'm going to say. This has been BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.